0: Tim Wilson on the huddle with us from the Maxson Institute and Hayden Munro Government Relations Firm Capital. Hi, you two. Hi. Tim, have you at any at any time, because we have to be careful we can't talk about this particular case, as as Steve was mm. just saying, but have you at any time considered, like looked around the house and thought, yeah, if I if I was intruded upon, this is what I've got?
1: I haven't done that, Heather, but um but we were burgled um, last year and there is a visceral sense in having your home Invaded, Even though the burglar had gone, they took a bit of stuff, uh, and uh, obviously the, the barrister you were just speaking of has detailed some of the situation the courts are considering, but there is a really visceral response. I don't know how I would uh, react if I was personally threatened, uh, but but also... With someone I love being threatened um that that would that would elevate it to another level. The other thing I think we have to note here is that this is a seventeen year old versus a sixty something year old and that doesn't seem like a fair fight
0: fair fair for whom unfair for whom
1: doesn't it, it doesn't in terms of physical vitality so you Are have you? a you, yeah, you have a sixty-year-old, uh, you have sixty-something actually. I've seen a picture of the uh, defendant, and um, of course, the names of the, um, the the home invaders are suppressed because they're teenagers. But yeah. but again, there's that sense of imbalance physically,
0: as in like the seventeen-year-old's got the upper hand, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Does. Just
0: being clear, Hayden, I'm not talking about this case specifically, but in general, if an intruder gets hurt when they are intruding into someone else's house, it's very hard to feel very much sympathy for them, is there?
2: It, it absolutely is. Yeah, you know the the idea that you can just be asleep in your bed one night and then someone appears over you. You know, with you know, in this in this case, I think it was a a um, broken wine bottle, but you know, any any kind of lethal implement that that you know that is very very scary. I think, and you know, what's interesting about this case is it raises a lot of questions about exactly where do you draw the line and mm. and how does your perception of the threat. Uh, match or not match what the actual threat is you know is someone lying on the ground even if you don't know if maybe more attackers are coming is that you know is is it reasonable to be um to feel so threatened that you you need to to kind of take lethal action so you know it'd be a very interesting um uh case to follow and see where this ends up
0: i think we're all very interested in it now listen i want to know what both of you think about trevor mallard and whether he's lost the plot so let's deal with it when we come back from the break 16 away from six On the upside, by the way, says somebody on the text, the alleged intruder will get ACC, so it's not all bad, is it? Tim Wilson, Hayden Munro, back with us on the huddle. Now, Hayden, um, Winston Peters reckons, and I agree with him, Trevor Mallard's lost the plot. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think it was a huge mistake by Trevor Mallard, um and parliamentary security to enforce this. And and the reason is, I think you said it at the time, Heather, you know, these protests ultimately, they're about PR, right? You do a protest to try to big up support for your cause. And this was a cause, actually, that when the people in the parliament grounds rioted, when they threw um, bricks and poo at the police, they really damaged their cause. And they tried to portray themselves for a very long time as the put-upon underdog, and then I think they gave away that framing when they threw bricks at the cops. Mallard today has given that that underdog, that bullied by the you know the oppressors framing that these people who want to play the victim want so badly, he's played exactly into their hands. And I think you'll see the other uh, parties in Parliament meet him tonight. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't get overruled.
0: Yeah. And so Tim, are you also? Exp- I'm, I'm I'm picking a back down as well. What about you?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it seems like it, it's already happened that Trevor Mallard has been shown up. I mean, he said the decision was made by parliamentary security, not him. And then the PM had to go. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So actually, the decision does ultimately rest with you, uh, Mr. Mallard. And I think wisely, he calls, called in the Parliamentary Services uh, Commission to take care of this. So it's like, actually, no, you did wrong. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to call in the other guys to actually make the right decision so I, I don't know where he goes from here
0: well I mean the only thing yeah and Hayden this is the thing right Trevor Mallard the reason he's doing this in part my my feeling is in part because he hates losing he's so angry about the protest so he's got to play another ace so if this is the guy who doesn't want to be doesn't want to have to back down how do you get him to back down and withdraw the trespass notices
2: so I think you've, you've heard from Tim exactly what will probably happen. The process, and I think this is the right process actually, will be that all the parties in Parliament will, will get together and come up with a view. And I think that's quite important that you know, everyone owns this. The only other thing I'd say is... Oh Hayden, of, I'm
0: sorry, can I just interrupt you? Why yeah, does great. everybody have to own it to say, help him save face when he's the guy who keeps mucking up?
2: Well, Sorry, no, my, my point is I think that actually a decision like this, a decision to trespass the Deputy Prime Minister is very political. And I think that that parliamentary services or or the Speaker, anyone making this decision, to think that you could do that on behalf of Parliament Mm. without going to all of those parties, I think that's that's actually the big mistake here. Mm. There's been an assumption of power that rightly sits with all the parties in Parliament because this is very political. This isn't just a normal trespassing someone from the mall for shoplifting. This is an no. intensely political situation.
1: Can can you imagine the text that the Prime Minister received this morning? It's just like, oh no. Looks like Mallard's gone rogue yeah. again.
0: How many oh. more texts, Tim, do you think like that she can handle? <sighs>
1: I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure, and I think I, th- I think the fact that she has actually she corrected him on his story, and then appointed, as um, essentially said, look, parliamentary services uh, commission is going to sort this out, says that she's coming to the end of her patience.
0: Yeah, I suspect she's starting to sound like she is actually now. Um, Hayden, this question's been posed on stuff. Is it okay to buy books you will never read just to make your shelves look good? Of course it is. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think um, this is absolutely kind of one of these weird post-pandemic questions, right? When we're all of a sudden, everyone's very obsessed with what's your Zoom background look like. And I know I thought during, <laughs> during the first lockdowns, there were actually companies who would sell you a well-put-together bookcase if you had to go on CNN <laughs> or whatever. So, you know, pandemics always have odd outcomes. And I think this book, uh, book background craze is absolutely an odd side effect of covid
0: yeah, and the wonderful thing about it is, Tim, that you can always say, oh, I haven't read that yet, but I intend to. Because I mean there are a million books in your house that you intend to. I look, I
1: gotta disagree with both of you. This is outrageous. What? Books are a sign of the interior life. They are sacred items. They are precious. You don't send schmucko down to the second hand bookstore to buy them by the meter for your Instagram. You just And and, well, that was my first response. Then I had a look (laughs) on the shelf, and she's actually got some of my books. No, zoom in, zoom in. She's got Newspeak. She's got The Straight Banana. She's got two copies. I love this lady.
0: Tim, are you for (laughs) real? Does she really? Are you just using this as an opportunity to plug your own books right now, shamelessly?
1: (laughs) I may or may not be. I I couldn't possibly comment. You'll hear from my barrister.
0: You're a shocker. Hey, thank you both of you. It's good to talk to you. Hayden Munro of uh, the Capital, uh, the Government Relations Firm Capital and Tim Wilson of the Maxim Institute. They're a huddle this evening. It's 19 away from six.